Okay. Well, I've got the I've got the crew that's been uh you've been hanging with me all weekend. <laughs> Most of you in the room. And uh man, it's such a good weekend with um Corey Russell and Brian Gearin. I'm not going to get into all of what happened. Maybe I'll, after I meditate on all this, uh, we'll go over that next week. But I just, you know, you guys are literally the, the, the remnant. So anyway, I just want to talk about your upward call tonight. Is that okay? How many know every one of us have a great upward call, meaning not everyone's called to do fivefold ministry as an apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, teacher, evangelist, but everyone in this room has an upward calling. And, and, and I do believe that as we enter in and engage with what we've been called to do, whatever that looks like, whatever sphere of influence that looks like, that God has something greater for us in the midst of our vocation our trade, whatever it is, he has something greater to, to really increase in our lives. And, and I'm going to talk about <laughs> prayer tonight because that's intimacy with Jesus will bring us to higher places. It just, it, it, you can't help but go to higher places if you continue to pray, seek his face, and continue to love Jesus in an incredible way in your life. Because this is, this is why we come together. This is why I exhort you every week. Part of it is just to, to, to sow the word into you, but the other part is that we engage with the Lord in this hour that whatever we're doing, God's going to bring. If, if God shows up on what you're doing, watch what happens. This, this, is my, this is what I'm talking about tonight. If God shows up on what you're doing, what you're pursuing, and as you seek him, he leads you in the place where you're supposed to go. He directly will, will point you in the right direction. He'll bring people into your path. He'll draw favor on your life. He'll do all kinds of things to bring you into clarity and, and knowing where you're supposed to be and the alignments that you're supposed to have and all the relationships that you're supposed to uh, content, uh, continue to step into, and, and God will remove people, and he'll also give you wisdom to know who you're supposed to align with. Isn't that right? You know, God, you, you need wisdom today. I need wisdom today. The life of God has been given to us. Jesus Christ, the living Savior inside of us, has been giving us wisdom. He is the spirit of wisdom. He is the spirit of understanding. He lives inside of you to help you to uh, navigate through life. And I just want to talk about some things because uh, as last night we, we were talking, and those of you who weren't there, I'm just going to kind of rehearse a couple things because there is a war that we are in. And God wants to build a healthy house. <laughs> Look to your neighbor. You're the house of God. Tell them that. You are the house of God. You really, you're the dwelling place of heaven. You're the dwelling place of God. God wants you to be in a place where you're growing and being built up in your most holy faith. And tonight, I'm just going to give you some real practical things that are going to bring us into a place where we understand, listen, you've been called to war. And, and I wouldn't have probably done it this way, but it was confirmed twice. You know, God, out of two or three witnesses, I just don't usually go this way and go in directions. But two things happened today. Uh, Daniel actually spoke something to me. And then previously, uh, this morning, someone came to me with something else, just highlighting the armor of God. 
And I just want to talk about that because it's very important in our position when we pray. We talked about the battle axe last night in the, in the offering and, and God weaponizing. He just doesn't want to weaponize an offering. He wants to weaponize communion. He wants to weaponize all kinds of things in our lives. He wants to weaponize your walk. He wants to weaponize your witness. He wants to weaponize the way you do business. He wants to weaponize the things that you do in the kingdom. To increase, the increase, the ever increase of his kingdom is, is upon your life if you choose to step into it and align with it. I'm telling you. So, so tonight, just go to Ephesians 6. We're really, it's really going to be almost Sunday school, but I'm going to bring revelation to it, okay? And, and I, I feel like there's, there's things that we need to grab hold of, and, and uh, Rick Joyner was saying it, he's been doing a series on, on the armor of God because he, he made a good point. We need to put the whole armor of God on. Every part of it. Daniel said the same thing to me when I came in here tonight. So I, there was, there's something that the Lord's speaking in this hour to the entire body of Christ. You can't go to your workplace. You can't go to the things that you, you can't engage with worldly, most importantly, right? The worldly things that we, we step into and, and, and begin to engage with, like business and, and family and all these things, they're, up, they're on the earth. And so God wants you to be fixated with the armor of God, right? Just as we're called as screaming eagles to f come from heavenly places and, and launch onto the earth and release heaven's uh, 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 mandate on the earth, as we're called like that out of, out of the sky, those who are lifted in heavenly places and in high places, we know that those things are called to come down. Right? Darkness is called to be, to be eradicated in the earth through the church, through the manifold wisdom of God. And so I just want to go, finally, brethren, right? Verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6. And I just want to look at a few things. I'm just going to read the word of God. How many love the word of God? You should love. You should devour the word of God. You shouldn't leave the house. You shouldn't leave home without it. Come on. And I remember uh, it was... Oh, bro who was it, Brother Yoon? Brother Yoon that said there's, there's three ways. You should have the word three different ways. One was you have your one Bible that you write and you mark up and you just take notes in and you do all those things. And then you have another Bible that's just clean that you can just read daily. Just read it and go to the other Bible and mark that one up. Because sometimes when we mark up things and you go back to read it, you always go to the same thing. That's just what I got out of that. And then the last thing, which is the most important thing, is that they hide, we hide the word of God in our heart. And so we all, every one of us, need to hide the word inside of our heart. But Ephesians says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How many want the power of his might in their lives? And you want to be strong. Come on, you weren't called to be a weak, you, you weren't called to be a, a malnourished. Come on, you were supposed to be, you were called as a, as, a, as, a, as a strong and mighty man and woman of God. Like eating protein, lifting weights, doing those things so that you can stand at the day of battle. But this is your protein. 
This is, the, this is the training. These are the things that God wants to do. He wants to fill your muscles with, with all the things that you need. Nourish your, your, your body so that you can be in the fullness of what he's called. To. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Let me just stop there for one minute. Because it says this twice. Put on the whole armor of God. And, and when Paul says this twice, that means that there's something that he's reiterating. Because if you go down to verse 13, it says, take, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil. So he says, put on the whole armor of God so that what, you, may able, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil and in the day of evil. How many, what, what day do you think we're in? <laughs> listen, God, listen, I, I really believe this, that God is not done with the church. The, the local body moving in power and revival. But we have to be a people that put on the full armor of God. Ready? So that when the enemy comes with anything, that we don't have holes. And you don't want holes in your armor. None of us. Listen, we have so much. I'll just go into it for a second. We have so much prophetic promise now. We didn't need any more even before the weekend. I don't need another. Like, we don't need another prophecy ever. I don't ever. Like, ever. I don't need another word from the Lord. Just go with what I have, and I should, I should bankrupt hell in that. Right? This is where we live. So how do we do that? How do we facilitate the kingdom of heaven really being revealed in our lives so that we run? And this is going to be how it's done. Because he goes back to it. He says, put on the whole armor of God and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Ready? Every time your mind is taking control, every time your physical body is telling you something different than what the kingdom of heaven is, I'm telling you, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Those things will, come on, it, it, we try to, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. But the flesh will trick you into thinking things differently than the kingdom. I'm telling you, our, our carnal minds will get us thinking things differently than the kingdom of heaven. And the Holy Spirit's trying to get a hold of the church at this hour so that we can walk and move and have our being in Him and we don't see things according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so he, he, he goes on to say, we don't rule, we don't fight, we don't wrestle like that, but we wrestle, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of this dark age, right? Against ho spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And let me just declare to you tonight that the angels of heaven and the hosts of heaven way outnumber the powers of darkness and the kingdom of darkness. I'm telling you right now, tonight you live with an angelic host all around this place. Whether you see it or not, come on, you know the, you know the prayer of Elisha said, listen, show my servant that there are more of them than there are of us. And I'm telling you, we need to, you and I need to live from this reality knowing that heaven, all of heaven is backing you. But he says, don't be foolish. Don't, you can't go into battle. I called for it last night. Everyone stand up to the battle line. Everyone stand up to the battle line. Don't, don't step back. Don't go backwards. But step up to the line. Right? And, and I, I, I just believe in I had this. This is the only reason we went this way tonight. Because I woke up with, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be, it's okay. Right? I woke up with like Iron Man in the brain today. Like, 
it coming, and I've heard the Lord say, put on all your armor. I did, and I, I couldn't even believe. You know, and come on, how many are Marvel fans? I love it. I love it. I know. It's probably not profitable for my spirit, but... <laughs> But listen, you know that picture where you see him, he just, you know, Tony Stark, he's just waiting, and all these pieces are going, choom, 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 choom. Helmet comes on, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's powerful because it's a great illustration of when you go like this, God, I need the full armor of God this morning, and it should come just like that. Come on, that's a good way to kind of picture it. Come on, it's not new age. It's like we can imagine what God's doing and what he's releasing for us. And he wants to release to you the shield of faith. He wants to release to you the helmet of salvation. He wants to give you the sword of the spirit. Come on, or whatever that thing, you know, the pew, shoot him, shoot him out of the sky, whatever. Whatever weaponry you want. Come on, let's believe for the weaponry of heaven, right? I'll take the pulsar thing instead of a sword. How's that? Come on. The word of God comes right out. Blow you out of the sky. Right? So this, this is where we want to live from. And I just want to just continue to, therefore, take up. So we, we realize that our battle is not on the earth. It's actually, if we looked in this realm right now, where we're in this room, we would see two different realms happening right now. Because there are probably, and, and I'll just say it out, there's probably in this room things on certain people that are trying to get them to not hear what I'm saying right now. I promise you. And there are things in this room that are warring against those things, but sometimes it's because of a decision that we make in a room of how we're going to respond to the Word of God, how awake are we, how perception, Lord, give me perception, give me the counsel of heaven, give me an understanding. Lord, would you open my eyes? Would the spirit of revelation come? Because when you come into a room and the, and the preaching of the Word is being released, you have to have a mindset that, God, I need the Word of God, so open my eyes so I can hear. Open my, open my ears so I can hear. Open my eyes so I can see. Don't, I don't want to miss one thing. I don't want to miss it. And so he, we, we realize that there's two things at war. And, and then you have your flesh to boot. Come on, somebody. I know we're tired. Come on. I'm telling you, we have the flesh that we have to fight with that contends against the spirit. That's the first battle. And then you have the other things that are mixed in. So I'm, I'm just giving us a clear picture of spiritual warfare. Your mind will play tricks on you. Your mind will lie to you. It will, it will come from demonic things, and it will come from your flesh, thinking because you've been trained one way, you can't understand a different way. Okay? So therefore, take up the whole armor of God. He reiterates this. Take up the armor of God once again. Take it up that you may be able to withstand in the, e in the evil day, having done all to stand. And then he says it again, stand therefore. How many think we're supposed to stand? How many think we're not supposed to bow down to darkness? How many know we're not supposed to turn and try and run from it either? Because most of the issue that we have is we're trying to run from stuff that's been chasing us from our past. But I'm telling you, you need to turn around and just confront it and deal with it. Don't bury it. Don't hide it. The Holy Spirit wants to deal with it, and he wants to confront it directly. I'm telling you, God doesn't mess around. He wants your life. He wants all of it. He wants you to confront some of the things in your own life. I don't like pawning everything off on a devil. 
I'm just being honest. We can't pawn everything off on demons and devils. Some of it's just you, and you won't deal with the stuff head on. And you won't, instead of turning and fighting it, you, you just, I'm not looking at it. I won't look at it. I won't deal with it. And God's saying, no, I'm, I'm coming after that thing. And if you get rid of it for now, it'll come back in the next season. And I'll come after you around again in the next season. And until you get it right, right, this is the mountain thing. Right? I don't want to go around the mountain. I, you get patterns in your life. That's why we go around mountains. That's why I get lost in the wilderness for 40 years instead of 40 days. Go fast for 40 days. You'll get right through the wilderness. Hey, hey. come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm not calling everyone to a holy fast right now. But what I am saying is there are things that the Lord is after, and we can't just continue in that pattern again. Everyone all right? Good, good. I got some good response from some, some folks out there. Come on. All right. So stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Let's just deal with truth first because truth, right, this is that thing that we got to come at. What's true? There is one that's true. There is one that speaks the truth over your life. The truth is the word of God. The truth is what he says over you. The truth is what he's actually coming after in your life. Come on, I'm talking not the enemy. I'm talking about God. See, we have these two things that are trying to kill us. And one's God and one's the enemy. He's trying to kill you. God's trying to kill you in a good way. And the truth is that the word of God will eradicate anything where we have any deception and we're trying to duck things, trying to make things go away, disappear. No, no, no. God's trying to eradicate any unbelief, any place of doubt, any place where we are in any type of deception. Don't deceive yourself. Mm. Paul said deceiving yourself. Oh, come on. That's good right there. Someone, Don't be in deception. Don't, we sometimes want the stuff that tickles our ears. I love you, everyone, right? Everyone knows I love you tonight. It's good because, look, I got, I got, I got like this, we've got like a Mack truck full of prophecy. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've got a Mack truck full of promise behind me. And this thing ain't moving unless I drive the truck straight into destiny. And that means I don't turn off the road or pull off and think I'm going to do something else. It means I go straight at it. That means I'm, I'm headed down, what, the highway of holiness, the place of truth. He makes the, he made what? When through John the Baptist, it says he made straight the path. Why? Because he was a burning, shining lamp. He, he burned with the word of God. He burned with the, with the spirit of Elijah that would not, listen, man, you don't mess with Elijah. You don't mess with the spirit of Elijah because after one thing, prophets and judgment prophets, they're after the truth. They want justice. They want the rite of passage, and they're not settling for anything else. Come on now. I'm not preaching judgment today. Come on, grace, but there's a way that seems right to a man. Oh, but the end leads to death. And I don't want to go into to the death. Listen, I, if I didn't have to live in this flesh, I'd be happy. 
y'all, y'all are starting to oil paint on me. So you're morphing into an oil painting. Okay, let's go. We'll keep going. So we want to deal with it, what? The spirit of truth. Man, I, I so felt like what was released for us this weekend was the spirit of truth just opened things up. And I, I could sense the Holy Spirit of truth right in front of me confronting the places where I might be a little hesitant. Come on. I don't want to be hesitant. Don't be hesitant. The spirit of truth is trying to draw you in to a place where you don't deviate. You don't move anywhere. You just go in a straight line, and you stay. And the plumb line truth comes right down before you. You stay where that's going. I can't build anything straight and upright unless I go by the plumb line. The plumb line brings it right up to God, because heaven tells you the truth. And so the word tells you the truth because it's birthed out of heaven. How many know the, the Bible, the word of God, you need the spirit of truth to teach you? All right. And then having put on the breastplate of righteousness... What is that? That's where we deal with, ready? This goes right to, the, it covers our heart. It, it, it will cover you in such a way where your, your heart is covered, your chest is covered. These are all the vitals, right? The breastplate, it goes, if, the old, if he was using, which he was, old centurion illustration. Come on, just like I'm using Iron Man, he was using the same thing. I'm not kidding. It's the same thing, right? Covering the whole front of the body. Where? Where all the vitals are. Someone gets you in the eye with something. Come on, but <laughs> I, got the faith, I got the shield of faith for that. You understand what I'm saying? So he's after your heart. He wants your heart covered with what? Knowing, knowing, knowing that you've been created righteousness. You've been created right. God's moved you from any unrighteousness because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You have, you walk in righteousness, the fullness of righteousness. A right living with Jesus is going to cover and shield your whole vital organs. Right living. That means I don't deviate. This goes back for it, right? He says truth and righteousness. Truth comes in our inner being. Come on, you want truth in your inner being. But the righteousness of God in Christ, that's what he wants you to live out of. That you know, doesn't matter what's happened in the past, doesn't matter, does not, it, in, in his eyes, when the blood of Jesus touched you, you were completely changed and transformed. You don't look any different than a perfect man. Oh, that's good. You don't look any different. The only one that looks different or thinks it looks different is you. And what the enemy tries to do is come in and make you think that way. All right. I wasn't going to spend too much time on that. So then having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I love this because we need to walk in peace. Your life, you need to be ankled up and sh shackled up with peace, not peace, not shackled up with bondage and things that weigh you down and, and things that you can't drag across the, the street, never mind walk 100 miles in. I'm telling you, God is trying to put peace in your, in, inside of your walk so that when things come at you, and, and I know all the picture, right? That was where, where they have the spikes in, 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 those, 
in those sandals that you couldn't be pushed back because once you were locked in, you didn't get pushed back. And I'm telling you, God's trying to get a people who will walk in perfect peace, right? They walked in perfect peace. It wasn't like there's, there's a place that the Holy Spirit wants you to walk with. Things that are coming at you, things that are moving towards you, don't knock you off your course. doesn't cause your feet to jump this way or jump that way. Remember the zigzag I talked about. God doesn't want us zigging and zagging. Sometimes we have to improvise and move things, but I, that, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking when that's the word of the, the Lord to us. He's calling us to walk in perfect peace. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what comes at you financially, you're walking in perfect peace. It doesn't matter what kind of physical thing comes at you, you're walking in perfect peace. It doesn't matter wh who says anything about you. You fear God more than man. You'll walk in perfect peace and don't get a mindset, they're all against me. You're not Charlie Brown. Why is everybody picking on me? So I just want to encourage us with that, right? And then, then it says this, and I believe that this is very important. Above all, he says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Wait a second. What did it say? God doesn't do it. You do it. Read it again. Come on, there's revelation in that. I don't wait for God to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the faith that he's given me. He fills me with faith and power. And I put up that shield when things are coming at me, and I do it. He doesn't do it. Come on, I thought it was not by might, not by power. I thought we weren't. No, 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 no. The spirit man in Miles, the spirit man in Daniel, the spirit man in, in, in Collins, the spirit man in Bethany, the, the, the one who's inside of you is moving through you. Come on. And you move the shield of faith to, to really activate saying, no, I don't believe that. No, there's darts coming trying to make you not believe the things that God's about to bring you into. And he's saying, no, put that in front of that and extinguish that. Because they're just little flames. Come on, and you're filled with fire. Come on, the one, the faith of God is fire inside of you. Jeremiah said it was a fire that shut up in his bones. That's faith. That's, that's when the word of the Lord comes. It's faith because I see faith. Right? Paul said it when he was filled with faith. He said, I see faith. And there's faith that needs to come upon the body, upon your life, so that when things are coming at you, the, the body, your, your arm just goes. It's just automatic. But here's the key. We're going to run right into it. In a moment. Then it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. So the helmet of salvation, knowing what God has given me in my salvation. How many know what God has given you in salvation? Y'all better raise your hands in here. You have to understand and know what God's given you in the gift of salvation. Just like we talked about righteousness. Righteousness is a gift given to me. I didn't work for it. I didn't do anything for it. Salvation is a gift that's given to me. 
And tonight, if you, if you don't know Jesus, you just, it's a gift. And he wants to give you the gift, and then you, you just walk into the fullness of righteousness, just like that. Because everything's right before God. Why? Because the blood of Jesus comes and cleanses my heart, my mind, all those things that get in the way of God, what God's doing in the moment. Come on, every moment, every day. Come on. I'm telling you. And then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is what we're dealing with right now. So we need the sword of the what? Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that means what? I need not only the Word of God, I need the Spirit of God on the Word of God. That means I can memorize, which is good, but it doesn't necessarily take care of what has to be taken care of. You understand? When, I, when I'm talking and I am begin to breathe, I, God wants to breathe life through you by the Word of God. To extinguish, to take out, so that because we know that the Word of God is powerful and it cuts. Right? Hebrews chapter 4. Right? The, it's the, it's the, it, it divides between flesh, come on, between spirit, I'm telling you, so the more you become acquainted with the word, he begins to overtake you, and he begins to fill you with the spirit, right? How's that going to happen? Verse 18 says it all here. Praying always. Well, I can't do that. I got to go to work. No, you can. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful this, to, to this end with all perseverance and, and supplication for all the saints. So wait a minute. He's calling us to not only pray for ourselves, but to pray for all the saints. So everyone in here, when you pray all day, not because you might, because you do. You're going to. Because that's what you're called to do. You're called to live out of this place of constant communion with Jesus. I promise you that the, the, this constant interaction with Jesus, because Jesus prayed the same thing for us in John 17, that, they would be with, that, they would be with, that we would be with him and that we would know him in the way he had function and, and fellowship with the Father. So he calls us to do the same thing. When you're praying for everyone, just say, Father, the whole body, come on, my whole community, all of New England, all of America, would they all just wake up, Lord, and would, they, would, the, would the spirit of intercession come upon America? Because we need it now. We need the spirit of intercession. All prayer and, and supplication. So what's going to, here's what, here's what anoints the armor. <laughs> it's this prayer and supplication, and, and it just, come on, it, it brings, all of a sudden you start, you know, like those video games you go through. I don't, I don't play video games. But I know I, from, from years past, times past, and days past, that you could go up levels. Come on, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about working out your salvation in fear and trembling. But I'm talking this, that he wants to power you up. Do you believe that? I believe he wants to power me up. The only way to get powered up is to be with him. The only way to, to see the church go into full blaze revival is to pray for the church. Not criticize the church. Not be in judgment against the church, although there's things that we need to work out. Come on, somebody. 
But there's things that I know that he wants to send this whole thing into full-blown, outpouring revival, and that God's spirit will burn through New England, burn through the earth, burn through America. I do believe that with all my heart. And so how does that happen? Yeah, house of prayer. That's great. I believe that. That's three hours of the week. Well, six, really. And here. But I do believe this, that the Lord is trying to get us to be in this place of I'm praying constantly, God. I'm believing constantly, God. Lord, my armor's on. I don't leave the house without my armor. I don't leave without being powered up. I don't leave without being filled with the Spirit. Come on, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost in the morning, I know, he's better than coffee. I just have to convince myself of that. I like coffee. How many like coffee? All right. Just don't be addicted like I am. That's awful. But here's what the Spirit wants. He wants the... He wants you to be filled with all the fullness of him every morning. Listen, you've got, <laughs> I believe this. I believe that God wants to send you to the right place and you're, you're to engage with the right people during the day. You're supposed to have favor in all things. You've got people around you that need you to be glowing with the power of God. You have people around you that need you to be ready with a, with a sword, not to kill people, but to encourage people. You need people around you to, to give them the gift of salvation and to tell them that they're, they're living right, you know, that God wants them to live right with Jesus and to give them the truth that you've been given and to, and to cover all the things that, that you, you're going to defend things. Come on, you're called as an avenger. <laughs> Come on, you are called as an avenger in a sense, you know. But, but there's, a, there's a reality that God wants us to live from. You are called to be equipped. And you are already equipped. You just need to power up. Come on, it's just like that suit I was telling you. Power up. So, right, because he, he, he tells us in, in the book of Isaiah 40, in 49, he said, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. Like a sharp sword. Not like a dull sword. Like a sharp sword. Right? In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. And he has made me a polished shaft like in his, in his quiver he has hidden me. Why does he say hidden me twice? I'm telling you, God is, the Holy Spirit is drawing you into a place where you're hidden. Not so that you're completely isolated, because if we isolate, it's not good. But so that you're hidden in Christ. Hidden in the Father hidden in who he is you are covered it says actually the bible tells us to put on christ well what does that even look like i'm telling you he's calling you into the secret place so that you can be filled with all the fullness of who he is right and again isaiah 51 16 says this i i have i have put my words in your mouth and i have covered you with the shadow of my hand that i may plant the heavens and lay the foundation of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. What's he saying there? Listen, he's calling us into this place where we're fully powered up. 
that we live in the place, the secret. I covered you with the shadow of my hand. Listen, I've been praying, God, let the strong hand of the Lord come upon this house. Let the strong hand of the Lord come upon my life. Let the strong hand of the Lord come on people, just individually. Those who are hungry, let the strong hand of God come. What would that look like if the strong hand of heaven was on your life? I'm telling you, he wants to clothe you with all of who he is. And that just starts with simply you, you waking up in the morning and say, God, I put my armor. I put every bit of armor on right now. Lord, I'm going to even add stuff. And they, <laughs> Come on. I need it for, for my knees. I need, you know, I need it for this. I need it for my shoulder. Come on. And, and he's your rear guard. Why? Because you're under the shadow of the Almighty and he's already around you. He covers you all around. And so I just want you to know, listen, you know, you know the fact that he, he, he goes into this in Matthew chapter 6. Oh, he says it three times, three times, that what you do in the secret place will be seen later. He will reward you openly. Now, why would he do that? Because there's a parable truth that he wants us to tell, that he's trying to convey to us. And it says, but when you, when you pray, go into the room, and when you've shut the door to pray to your father who's in the secret place, what? He's in the secret place, but he's your secret place. He's in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Here's again, here again, I just don't want to emphasize on the reward openly. Because God wants to do the amazing things in your life. He wants to eradicate all darkness. He wants to move favor on you. He wants to do all kinds of things as you continue to step into the secret place with him. As we are undivided in our devotion and we look to him and our eyes are completely like engaged with God. Listen, tonight I'm telling you the Lord is wanting us to be completely, completely enamored with him. And I just, I, there was a few things that the Lord just brought to my heart. What happens when, when the, you know, the word of God needs to live inside of us. So much of what he wants to do. And, and, and Solomon said this, if, if, if the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. Listen, that's a word. I don't know if you've ever tried to chop something up with a dull axe. I have. I'm like that. It's not fun. I don't like it bouncing. I don't like it moving. Come on, but if you have a sharp axe, you watch the trees fall. You watch anything that gets in the way, it'll get hacked up. I'm telling you, except for rocks, stay away from the rocks. Holy Spirit wants us to be sharp. Right? And so, so what is it? It's, it's, the Bible says this, that wisdom, I love Proverbs chapter 8. I could just, I eat it, I should eat it every day. Really. But Proverbs ch chapter 8 says, counsel's mine. Sound wisdom is mine. I am, I am understanding. I have strength. And by me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. And I see in front of me, you're all kings because he's called you as kings and priests. But he's, he wants us to step into the place where the divine counsel's moving on your life. Listen, tonight, 
I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to release divine counsel on you. But I know that there's a fresh revelation of the armor that he wants us to step into so that we live in this place. Why? So that you can live in the place where you're called. Because he's calling you to a place, Philippians. He's calling you to a place where you've been called to the high place, called to the higher calling, right? In Philippians 3, verse 10, he says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him. I'm reading out of the Amplified. And that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. That's the Amplified Classic. And that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers. Are you hearing me? So God, here's the deal. God's saying, come. Jesus is saying, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden. He's saying, come to me. Get to know me really, really good. No. Fall completely in love with me. No, just spend your life on me. And then he says, when we understand the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, that I may in the same way come into the knowing, the power, the overflowing, the outpouring of who he is and his resurrection, which exerts over believers. It's, it's the resurrection power life that moves over your life because you live in close proximity to Jesus. How many are living in close proximity to Jesus? Come on, somebody. And that I may share in his sufferings and all this. So that, and then he says, 14, he says that I press on towards the goal to win the supreme heavenly prize, which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Listen, there's a clear thread in, in the scriptures, right, with Paul's writings that he's calling us to live is a golden thread. What's the golden thread? The revealing of Jesus. What's the golden thread? It's, it's, the, it's the revealing, it's the outpouring of a, an understanding of who he is and what he's doing. And he wants us to tabernacle with him because you've become the dwelling place of God. I become the dwelling place of God because I what? I secure my man. Listen to me. I become the dwelling place of God because I secure my man. So we go back to look at the armor. What does the armor do? It secures the man. You need to live from, you know, it's not just a nice Sunday school lesson. It's power. It gives you, it equips you to whip the devil. Oh, no, somebody wake up. It, it should equip you to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. It should equip you to bring breakthrough all around you. When I'm filled with all the fullness of God, when the, when the wonder of who he is and salvation is all my life, then I'm amped up. Come on, you're powered up to release the kingdom everywhere you go. 
you know, they, they, and, it, and you're like, well, and it's not just for, ki- for raising the dead and healing the sick. It's to loose nations. It's to, it's to go into to whatever mountain, and I love the one mountain, his mountain. But it's to go into whatever the seven mountains and go influence and, and bring the kingdom so that you are amped up and you take over. Listen, there's so much of darkness that, have, that have, they've learned to take over in those areas. So we need to step in and arise, shine, for my light has come. I'm having visions. Whoa. Really? Just because you think little of yourself doesn't mean that God doesn't want to use you for big things. Just because you think that a small business is, is insignificant, God wants to use you to influence bigger places. Just because you, you haven't been able to have an open door where, you, where you've been you know, believing for, come on, God's saying, come on, just press in a little further, step, step in a little further and believe. And, and the Spirit, I'm telling you, will begin to give you counsel, will give you understanding, will put the Spirit of might on you so that you can go where you need to go, where you've been called to go. And that looks different for every person in this place. Some of it's the same, some of it's some of the same DNA, but I believe this, that the Lord is trying to do this so that we'll walk in the clarity of all this. Listen, I go back to the one place, Matthew 6, 6. You were there already. God says, draw into the secret place. And so we've, been, we've had a lot of activity. Good activity. I'm just talking the, the, the corporate body right now, right? And I, I just appreciate everyone who came out and listened. We're all tired. <laughs> but I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's my new thing. No rest. I'll rest. I'll walk in rest. And God will allow my body to recharge tomorrow. Right? After five days or four days. But I do believe that he's trying to draw us into this place, and it's the secret place, and he's calling us all there, not just me. He's not just calling a few. He's calling every one of you. Every one of you in the hearing of my voice, he's calling you. It's not like, no, that's just for preachers. Uh, it's just for missionaries. It's not, no, no, no. No, God designed you that you would live in the secret place with God. And I'm telling you more, watch, watch. I, test me on it. Test me. You don't even have to test God. I'm going to just say test me on it. His word tells you it. But I believe it for sure because I know that as you, as you begin to indulge in and dive into the depths of who he is, and I love it. We were talking about this last night. It just leaves you with more questions. And you can't get all the answers to the questions unless you just dive deeper. And God wants to reveal all of himself to you. He likes the mystery. He likes you chasing him. He does. I promise you, Jesus loves you chasing him. And he wants you to chase him further out. He like, he, he's tricky. Jehovah's sneaky, right? He, try, he just try to get you out a little further. Come a little deeper. I'm out here. And you swim out. You're like, I'm too far to go back. 
Yeah, right. That's why. It's a good idea. Just follow him. Because he wants to draw you out into the depths of all of who God is. Not in our just little carnal mind understanding of who he is. There's so much more. Listen, we're just touching the tip. Touching the very, very pin tip of who God is. Like an ocean doesn't, we, we can't even fathom the ocean of who God is. And so I just, help me out. Let's play for a minute. Play for a minute, I'll make it painless. But I love the fact that he says, listen, if you, if you just seek me secretly, you don't have to brag about it. You don't have to tell anyone about it. I know I'm going to constantly, I'm going to constantly try to get you to go into deeper places. That's my job. Actually, it's not my job. It's just who I am. I just, it's what God put in me to just draw you. I'll, I'll be the one like rowing the boat a little faster in front of you. Just come on, swim a little further. Then you're going to be stuck out in the deep. And then eventually, Holy Spirit is totally going to get you. So stand with me. Come on. Like I said before, lament. Jesus has done so much in my life. If he never did another thing, I'd be good. I really would. But I know he did. He, he's, he's a God that just doesn't. He's always got more. He always has the greater things ahead. He's always got new seasons for you to and just journey into. He's got more for you to engage with him just beyond what we're surfacy religious duties. If religion satisfies us, then we've, we've come to the end. I'm just being honest. If religion just satisfies me, then I've come to the end. And I'm thankful for everything that God's done. But I believe there's so much greater ahead for everyone in this room. Everyone in this room. We settle for the hill he wants to take us to the mountain. So, Father, we thank you. We just ask tonight, Father, Lord, I thank you for all the armor. Lord, and I just declare over everyone in this place that we would just position ourselves to ever increase in your power and your presence, Father. That all of who you are, God, would be, we'd be hidden in you. That means we would, we would actually be clothed with you. So, Father, would you clothe us tonight in a brand new way? I thank you for every person here tonight. Lord, I, I just declare the, the fullness of the divine nature of you upon them. Lord, that we would walk in places just encouraged and Lord help our all the people around us to just walk in, in light Lord I just declare light 
I declare the light of the gospel to be upon everyone in this place. Lord, would you release your health, your wholeness, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Would you, God, would you remove anything that gets in the way? Lord, we put on our helmet right now, the helmet of salvation. It protects our minds. Knowing, Father, who we are, we put on the buckle of truth, Lord, and gird our feet with the gospel of peace and the breastplate of righteousness, Father. And we thank you, Father, for the word of God that just indwells inside of us. So, God, tonight, Lord, we just sharpen our axes. Not because we have an axe to grind with someone else, but we sharpen our axe so that we can chop down anything that gets in our way, that we walk in full wisdom, Lord, that, that we don't go out of our own strength, but we go in the strength of heaven. So, Lord, we thank you for supernatural strength tonight. And, Lord, just release your goodness in a brand new way tonight. And we love and honor you. So, Holy Spirit, just continue to invade this place. And so if anyone does need healing tonight, we'll pray for anyone who needs healing in their body tonight. If there's anyone that just needs general prayer tonight, we are, we're open. We'll just open the front. Just come up to the front. And we'll just pray for you. But, Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor you. We thank you for everything that you've done in the, in the past few days, in the months, Father. And in the whole last season, God, we thank you for the fire of heaven that's being released. In Jesus' name.